on uh, medical files. And once again, now we have our herbalist and alternative um, medicine practitioner, Dr. Yusuf Mahdi, joining us. Uh, Yusuf and the uh, Ummah of uh, Malkit Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jamaah. Let me welcome you all with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening, Yusuf? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, bikuli hal. It is a beautiful evening here in Cape Town. I hope you can save the same your side. I know it was a humdinger the, uh, the weekend. I hope the Wednesday tonight is much more better your side. But subhanAllah, uh, in Cape Town, we're having beautiful, beautiful weather. Just the right weather for protest and for right weather to go out in our numbers and go and uh, chant free, free Palestine. Uncle Jafat, how are you? No, absolutely. Uh, being on uh, different media platforms and the topic has been, uh, alhamdulillah, quite uh, phosphorus. The message has been from uh, kids that are six years old, four years old. I mean, they're so conscientized. Ten-year-old kids raising funds for uh, for Palestine, 10,000, 100,000 rand. I'm talking about ten-year-old kids. Allah Akbar, subhanAllah. Uh, yeah, ten-year-old awesome. kids. 100,000 rands. I mean, uh, this is un unheard of in the annals of history. So, uh, Alhamdulillah, the future looks uh, brilliant. It looks bright uh, for, for the Ummah, Yusuf. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Well done. Uh, may Allah grant them but only goodness in uh, their future, inshallah, and may they never have and uh, uh, lose that hope of resistance against tyranny, against oppression, against your fellow Muslim brother or sister, if it's, if it's Muslim or non-Muslim. As Muslims, we stand up for injustice. Wherever there is injustice, we as Muslims, we make our voices heard that it should not be so. Because subhanAllah, Allah has ordered us to stand up for those who cannot speak for themselves. So may Allah guide these youngsters who are taking up the mantle and making a, such a good and awesome, uh, uh, how can I, display of the uh, uh, platform uh, by generating 100,000 rand and he's only 10 years old. SubhanAllah, that really, that is a milestone and awesome. Uh, well done, well done. Uncle Shafat? Yeah, maybe I'll share a story with you. Uh, it must have been 15 or 16 years ago on the platforms of uh, Radio Lansar. And I remember the uh, I collected in the evening. I had to do a pledge line for Somalia. And uh, guess what was the figure, Yusuf, uh, that uh, was collected within an hour? Take a guess. In one hour? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I can't guess because I know you're awesome. Literally, ah. I, I, I'm, I'm already thinking of a million in one hour because uh, Uncle Shafat can do it. Well, how much was it Uncle was, Shafat? Hey, that shows how well you know me. It was in that one hour that a million came in. So I told my well, dad. I, know, I was right. Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar. But, but what I did, I told that the director got excited. He was jumping. He's my room now. Allah is covered with noor. You know, talk about uh, Riyaz, uh, yeah. Jamal. So I said, hey, chef. You know, I said, no, 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 hold it. Hold it. Let that money come in tomorrow morning, and it's banked. Then we talk about it. But Alhamdulillah, what they did, the money came in, and subsequently they made me go to uh, uh, Mogadishu with that uh, amount of money. And I went personally there with bombs flying and drones, and uh, and I'll talk to you about the story. I mean, what um, a it was going to Mogadishu and doing things like that. But that is that. Let's talk about what's happening in Gaza. And, you know, it's a certain information that you gave me uh, that these uh, satanic forces are digging up graves and taking away, exhuming bodies. And uh, Yusuf, take it away. Talk to us. Paint that picture, uh, Yusuf. It's a gruesome picture, but it has to be told. Bismillah. Because Shafat is not something new. It's something already uh, part of the annals of history, and literally it's coming up again. But this time, uh, more information is coming up about what's happened now with Al-Shifa at Shifa Hospital, where you had the bodies that were strewn on the floor, and especially in the courtyard of, uh, of the hospital, and they didn't allow anybody to go and retrieve those, those bodies. Those bodies were already starting to wither away, and it was starting to smell, attracting various animals, even dogs that came and eat on those uh, on those bodies. Subhanallah! And anybody who came close was was immediately snipered uh, by those who are uh, those uh, forces that were sitting there and waiting for somebody to come and help, and some somebody to uh, remove and move those uh, bodies, especially those 
Um, they said about between 60 and 80 uh, bodies that were lying there, subhanAllah. Uh, just looking at that uh, and understanding that uh, scenario and that uh, painting, that theater in our mind, how it looked like, it was gruesome, subhanAllah. And then, uh, subhanAllah, um, they took further action which is uh, uh, the the Palestinians. They decided to um, make, uh, to distract the the snipers uh, and they went moving around in other places, making the snipers look somewhere else so that they could retrieve the bodies. And subhanAllah, they could uh, could do something uh, uh, so miraculous and subhanAllah, not everything, not all of them were uh, removed, but those that were removed, uh, they uh, had a, uh, how can I? They had a mass burial, um, so that they can put all of them together because uh, they don't know the, their names, their surnames, where they're from, but they know they're from Gaza. So um, uh, you have later that the IDF went in, or should I say IOF? It's they're not a defense force; they're open, uh, they're occupational force. So it's the Israeli occupational force went in, and they dug up uh, those graves and started exhuming the bodies. Now. Uh, why did they do that? What's this? What's the purpose? So, Subhanallah. And as I said, this is not something new. This is something that sinister that has been happening since 1990. I repeat that since 1990, when a Swedish um, uh, uh, newspaper brought out that information and said, uh, "But uh, Israel is uh, doing this. They are actually uh, uh, using uh, Palestinian uh, uh, not not only organ harvesting, but they are looking at uh, uh, taking." Uh, the eyes, the skin, the bones, the organs, which is the liver, the kidneys, and the heart from Palestinians. Because they, at first, at that time, it, uh, uh, they were also taking from the Israeli uh, soldiers as well and, uh, and civilians. And then uh, you had Israel became uh, very upset learning this information because it was reported on Channel 2 TV that reported in the 1990s. Uh, now, the specialist that was... Busy with the program was Abu Kabir. He harvested the skin, the corneas, the heart valves, the bones from the bodies of the of uh, um, the deceased. And um, with, this is without permission. So literally, they're not, they're not asking for permission. Permission. They're just doing what they they want to do. Then this is as I said in 1990, and this information broke out again in 2004. And they said, no, no, no. It was uh, only that time, and it's done, and we're not doing it any longer. But if you now go to further investigation and you see how well Israel have, uh, um, uh, especially the uh, technology and innovation in uh, uh, stem cell and how the, uh, what, how they're using the new technique of stem cells, which is different from using embryos, they are using skin. Um, so it is uh, the, the biggest uh, skin bank in the world is found in Israel. And uh, on further investigation and watching videos uh, of you having various doctors that have reported, no, we don't use uh, the soldiers' uh, uh, skin. Uh, We use Palestinian skin. Now, when you go further into finding out why is it significant, why the Palestinian? So, subhanAllah, as we know, when the Palestinian are shaheed, when they are shot and killed mercilessly and they murdered uh, indiscriminately, Allah grant them shaheed. As we know, they are shaheed. Now, when they are shaheed, they, they have a speciality about them is that their skin doesn't wither away. Their skin doesn't disintegrate. They uh, they don't have maggots coming out of the skin. Uh, some, uh, like even last week, uh, one of uh, the imams, a 20-year-old uh, Hufad uh, that was standing in for for the imam because the imam was killed and so he stood in uh, um, for the past year or two uh, as a, a uh, imam at the uh, at the masjid but he was 20 years old and he was also uh, shot in uh, with a, by, by a sniper and um, when they retrieved the body it smelled like musk and everybody wanted to rub him and wanted to hold him just to get that smell subhanallah so this is what uh, Israel is targeting they know that the significance of the 
the skin of the Shahid, as we know also that uh, the Palestinians are uh, the true, uh, true Semitics. They are the true Sumerians. They are the true Canaanites because they never left the country. So their blood has never been contaminated with any other blood around the world. They are indigenous to, the, uh, to that country and they have pure blood. So when the blood is pure, we know that their lineage is even pure with the prophets. So subhanAllah, we are talking about individuals that have the bloodline of the various uh, uh, ambiya that is um, that we respect and love and honor right up to Nabi Isa. So subhanAllah. Understanding that, uh, understanding the, the now the, the status of a shaheed, these sinister, evil, narcissistic monsters are now stripping the, uh, the, those who they refer to as terrorists, who they refer to as militants, who we refer to as freedom fighters, who's fighting for the freedom of the Palestinians. And uh, there's also further information that also came out that there is a Hafid uh, brigade inside Hamas, which comprises out of 10,000 Hufath, that they practice and recite Quran, throughout the day. And when they go and fight, they're reciting Quran, subhanAllah. So uh, listening to that and understanding the lineage and understanding the, what they're fighting for and looking at, at this, and it's, it's mind-boggling. It's like, subhanAllah, Allah's with them. So even though they are being killed indiscriminately, even though their body is being used and uh, re repurposed for the purpose of uh, make, uh, uh, healing others, subhanAllah, then we go back to the hadith or we, or we go to back to the qissa of Hind uh, when she, she killed the Nabi Islam's uncle and after slaughtering him, uh, he, she actually even gutted him further by uh, eating his liver and she couldn't imbibe but she actually threw it up because it was so, uh, uh, the shaheed status, uh, the, the purity was so high she couldn't handle it and she threw up and vomited and literally within a, a few, uh, uh, I would say a few months, she became Muslim, subhanAllah. So do those uh, uh, Israeli individuals know what's going to happen with each and every um, cell that they share and they use for organ harvesting, they use for skin harvesting, they're using to make stem cells for cancer patients and various others who will, who have then the blood of a shaheed, that they will become Muslim. Subhanallah. So where they, uh, uh, this is where uh, the, the, the issue comes. Man has his plan, Allah has greater plans. They have plans that they want to take over Gaza and they're going to clean out Gaza. They're going to uh, take the whole land for them and they're going to push the Palestinians out uh, into the Sinai and they're going to claim everything. They're going to make their own beautiful new place that they call home. And this is their idea. They're going to create a Nova city. But do they realize that for each and every bomb that they drop, uh, each and every soul and each and every Palestinian that they alive, they take, they create the opportunity for hundreds of people around the world to become Muslim. Do they understand that when those individuals' lives that are lost, there is so many thousands and hundreds of thousands that will stand up for them? not in the country, but around the world. And you're creating and you, you revolutionizing Islam to the point where people are falling in love and wanting to read the Quran and wanting to know what is Islam. We've always been told it's a boogeyman. We've always been told it's a terrorist religion, but it's so beautiful. Look wow, what's happening to these individuals and all they say, Alhamdulillah. Ya Allah, Hasbun Allah, wa ni'mal mawla wa ni'mal wakil. I am here for you, Allah, and now you will be for the year for me. So, subhanAllah, when you understand that and we look at the, uh, the patience, uh, the sabr, the patience of these uh, Palestinians, and we look at them and say, subhanAllah, they are true, true malaika. In our time and in our space, we have met them. And for us to turn a, a, a blind eye and say, subhanAllah, they are, those are not people, subhanAllah. These are individuals who are so evil that they're not only stealing the land, they're not only stealing the oil and the gas, they're not only stealing the culture of the Palestinians, they're not even stealing, the. they're also stealing the 
the the music uh, the uh, the art they stealing um uh, the the olive trees uh, 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 right up to all the resources they stealing it and claiming it to be their own and saying uh, it is ours it is ours subhanallah it was never yours it was always the palestinians and everybody who knows that must say that and the more we say that subhanallah may allah uh, never let that uh, idea leave our heart and mind that Palestine will be free and it should be free, inshallah. I mean, Uncle Shafat, your thoughts? You know, absolutely. Uh, very fascinating indeed, uh, the way, you know, you laid down uh, the uh, evils that they perpetrate and are, you know, unwittingly they are uh, doing this transfer of skin transfer and, you know, stem cells and so forth. But, uh, you know, what I want to know about uh, Yusuf in detail, uh, you know, you talk about this uh, stem cell, uh, you know, how it's cult- uh, cultivated, how it's harvested and so forth. But uh, organ, uh, you know, transpla- uh, transpla- transplant, or, uh, you know, you need to take out the organ within a certain uh, hours of, of when, when the person passes on. Uh, talk to me about that. So if a body has passed or someone that had passed away and the body is there for about 12 hours, uh, can that organ be used, uh, Yusuf? Uncle Chapat, when we talk about organ harvesting, it's usually done with a person that is alive. Um, that's been to do with organ harvesting. When it's skin harvesting, it can be done when the person is deceased. Um, uh, organ harvesting, like when it comes to kidneys, to liver, to heart, the person, it needs to be beating. It needs to be still, uh, there's still supposed to be blood flow. So, therefore, we will find out there are many children that are tortured, that are used, and are even uh, um, Palestinian children that are um, uh, arrested without uh, any trial and are kept in detention for five years, ten years. And we hear of how the torture that they go through, where they are poked and prodded, and uh, um, or even molested. So subhanAllah, we hear all these gruesome things that happens to them. When we hear of those that go, were detained and come back home without certain organs, we hear, we hear all these, uh, these, these stories and what is happening. And this is before the 7th of October. Now when you look at the 7th of October, we will find out that many of the Mujahideen, the talking about the Hamas fighters, that were um, dismembered, um, that were skinned. Uh, first their body was mutilated, and then they uh, 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 skinned the body. And there's uh, quite a few reports of that happening, uh, where people were disgusted what was happening and what, uh, uh, what was going on. So now we go to the question we're asking, how long does it take? Well, you see, um, uh, as soon as uh, the skin has been harvested, they would uh, put that into a cryo chamber or in a cold storage and keep it in the cold storage. It can last up to five years in cold storage. So uh, cry, uh, epithelial stem cells uh, are created from uh, skin graft um, uh, cultured uh, uh, stem uh, uh, cells that is from the skin because the epidermal layer is uh, one of the best uh, stem cell um, uh, 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 um, uh, what's the right word for it now it's uh, uh, it's one of the it has the highest stem cells regenerative uh, uh, um, harvesting uh, capabilities. So if it is used and uh, used for that purpose, it can be, um, how can I say, uh, uh, it can be cultivated to uh, um, create new stem cells. Now, they found out that uh, the epidermal layer has a lot of awesome proper, uh, uh, properties. It uh, has uh, from healing. Uh, that's why when, uh, when we uh, are when we have an accident or there's a trauma and we have a cut or we have a wound uh, and it regrows and it fixes itself. And that's uh, stem cell. That's the, uh, the, the epidermal layer stem cell that does that. And that is something that is unique to the skin. Um, uh, so that is where they found out that if they can reprogram uh, that, that skin layer, they, they have an opportunity to use the stem cell not only to help um, individuals who are suffering from diabetes, 
but uh, even those suffering from cancer up to osteoarthritis uh, and various other skin and uh, uh, organ disorder that they might have. So using that, and uh, that is the breakthrough that uh, uh, the Israel University had, and this was like already in 2019, uh, where they uh, said that they have done this and uh, looking at uh, how they do it and uh, how they're able to use and split uh, the thickness of a skin graft to and and use it for complex wounds, for traumatic wounds, for necrotizing wounds, uh, crushed injuries, for burns, um, for various different uh, uh, type of uh, trauma. So using that uh, stem cell, they they they. Uh, they used it for the purpose of uh, the soldiers, uh, predominantly. That's the first purpose. So if uh, the soldiers are attacked and they are burnt or they, they, are, um, they have severe injuries, then they use that uh, skin, the epidermal skin uh, stem cells, in order to help and assist those uh, uh, IOF soldiers. But then they saw there was a market. And literally, that is where, in, from 1990 till 2004, um, uh, there was further investigation and uh, about the uh, elusive uh, uh, organ trade, and they found out, uh, especially on kidney, um, because the kidney has the the greatest potential. And uh, looking at uh, uh, per kidney on the black market is 150,000 US dollars. Uh, so uh, a lot of individuals from around the world would travel to a neutral area, a neutral country that is neutral with Israel and neutral uh, with uh, the country they're coming from. And uh, maybe in the Philippines, maybe in Japan, maybe in uh, various different countries. There is quite a few countries. Even Turkey has been earmarked. So uh, these countries would then host uh, either on the black market or in the slums of those areas. And um, you have the individual that will be sent with your, um, the, the, the whole operation works that uh, once you have designated that uh, you, uh, you've, you've acquiring a, um, a kidney and you need, um, uh, for example, the type of kidney that you, have, that you need, um, it will be then investigated who has the right match. And uh, besides blood group, there's various other factors that is uh, taken into account. And then uh, finding the right person. That person would be then escorted by a uh, individual that will um, bring uh, the host to uh, the recipient, uh, which will be at a designated uh, spot and house or wherever it is in the slums uh, in various countries. And uh, the operation will be done. Um, sometimes it was even done in America, in the various hospitals or universities in America, um, and uh, you never heard again of the individual. And that was um, at that time when there was still permission given uh, where uh, somebody wants to sell the organ and they get approximately, say, 50,000 US dollars for, the, for, for their organ. And that's if they're lucky. That's besides then you having the agent taking off what they want from the uh, from the fifty thousand. That's with now the hundred thousand that goes for the person who sets everything up. Uh, and that was uh, Mr. Rosenbaum. He was the Israeli that was found guilty of uh, busy with uh, organ harvesting, especially the kidneys. And uh, he was taken to task, and that was uh, he was put in jail for two and a half years because it wasn't allowed. And um, he was busy mostly with the uh, Jewish Yazidi group. Um, their group uh, are, are very staunch. And uh, he, he, uh, he got into the opportunity to uh, seminate with him uh, to the, uh, with public, through public discourse. And they accepted him and they said, okay, that he, he can assist. And uh, they knew that it was coming from Palestine and they knew that it was uh, Palestinians. But they said uh, as long as they don't know the person, it's like a person, they donating it and they don't want to know anything further. So that is the, uh, the, the, one, the one side when it is a, a person that's still alive. Uh, the other side is when the person is dead. And this is where the exhumation comes in. And that's to do with Israel has the biggest skin bank in the world. 
it's the biggest. And it has um, uh, 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 championed uh, the stem cell industry and to the point where you can only you, you only need to put on a patch. You don't have to take the blood from the individual. You don't have to um, uh, do uh, various, uh, uh, how can I say, intravenous um, uh, blood sharing, nothing like that. It's literally, you can, it's uh, nowadays that you can, uh, that's available uh, currently on the market is a patch that you can put on and it will help repair organ damage and help repair with skin damage. And especially with diabetes, it will help you uh, regenerate the, your uh, necrotizing fasciitis, which is a problem where many diabetes suffer from uh, what they call this gangrene, when uh, the, uh, the uh, how can I say, the flesh starts eating itself, and the, uh, especially when when diabetes, uh, diabetics doesn't, they don't have the opportunity to regrow because um, it's slowed down because of uh, diabetes, which is a debilitating disease that uh, prevents uh, quick repair. Uh, so it affects the skin and uh, the, especially the epidermal stem cells from uh, repairing when a diabetic uh, is injured. So therefore, many, uh, many times uh, a diabetic, uh, when they are in the later stages of uh, uh, like stage two and stage, stage three and stage four uh, diabetes, if they knock their toe or, or hurt their toe and uh, it turns, uh, there's discoloration and that discoloration goes further to gangrene. And now that is uh, the, uh, the situation that I'm busy with and I have, I have some exciting news to tell you about that. But let's uh, hear what you have to say, Uncle Shafat. Well, sir, whilst I'm listening to you, I'm also thinking aloud, uh, you know, the unholy alliance between uh, India and Israel, and then you get the U.S. Uh, complicit. And uh, then uh, you had, uh, you know, the Guantanamo Bay, uh, so many prisoners, and most of those prisoners happen to be Muslims. I wonder what the Americans that did with them with, uh, in cahoots or with the Israelis. And uh, you find uh, that the uh, Indians, uh, too, have a common interest in uh, torturing Muslims and going for the Kashmiri Muslims. Uh, and, you know, also perpetrating genocide in that sense. So behind the scenes, uh, you find uh, that, you know, the war is being perpetrated. They invade Muslim lands. They bomb Muslim lands. The genocide takes place. And, uh, you know, a lot of children under the uh, disguise of uh, these human humanitarian organizations and uh, recent uh, uh, investigations have been done where allegations are that these organizations target children and they take children away, just, you know, into safe uh, havens and so forth. But uh, they actually use the children and, uh, you know, bring them in for, for, for saying this uh, uh, harvesting uh, organs and so forth. Talk to us about that. And, and I'm sure, man, of your stature with so much of research being done. Also, you being a media personality, perhaps you can share uh, more light on that, uh, Yusuf. Yes, subhanAllah, Uncle Jafat, uh, that is so true. It is found in India. It's found also in Ukraine um, and even in America. And uh, the U.S. have uh, been found guilty that uh, many a times uh, children have been abducted from their parents while waiting for um, uh, the opportunity to be part of the, the U.S. population when they're sitting on the border. So children are taken away from parents and they're never seen again. Uh, those period, those children are either integrated into the uh, into the population and given to those people who identify themselves as a different gender, and they want to start their own family, so they do uh, give those children to those people. And that's not only in America; that's also in Germany and various European countries are practicing that, <coughs> especially with. Um, refugees uh, that are, um, are wanting status in a new country and their children are taken away. Um, uh, children, uh, the uh, parents never know what happens to them, where they went to, where they go to, nothing. So um, that is the one part. The other part is the part of uh, where it comes to organ um, organ harvesting. As we know, um, uh, children uh, are, have a stronger metabolism. They ha they are still young. They are still developing. So uh, their um, DNA and their metabolism is uh, much more, uh, how can I say, uh, stronger regenerative then um, uh, adult who's much older who has a problem with their kidneys or their liver or their heart, yeah, you have opportunity to have a, a young a young child 
and young organ. And that is also uh, on the tables. And as you said, India is guilty of that. Uh, as I said, there are uh, uh, other countries, uh, even Ukraine. Uh, therefore, in Ukraine, uh, that uh, scenario, they blamed uh, Russia for that. And as we know, and we have seen, and there is evidence that it's not Russia, it's actually Ukraine themselves that is uh, uh, creating a market uh, from uh, pregnant uh, women um, uh, that uh, steal their baby newborns or they um, uh, they use, uh, how can I say, children as a, a method of commodity, either for the sex industry or for organ harvesting. So it's a, it's a sinister world that we are living in, Uncle Shafat. You have individuals uh, and especially uh, big corporations that are involved and allow this illicit trade to happen. And uh, we can see after Muammar Gaddafi has, uh, uh, has been removed from office, what happened to Libya? Libya is also a slave trade, uh, capital of Africa. Uh, literally, you have sex trade, uh, you up to organ harvesting, uh, various different things that is done from Libya. So these are hot spots and areas that is of concern. And organ harvesting is, uh, uh, is something which uh, we do know and we have come to realize that Zionist Israel is involved in most of them. So that is something very uh, interesting and uh, because there is a very uh, a specific group, uh, they're also known as Halachia. Um, they have a lot of uh, uh, tentacles in various different areas throughout the world. And uh, they said, if somebody's going to do business, uh, why can't it be us? Um, they are very blatant about it, uh, that they know uh, that this is what they do and uh, somebody has to do it. Uh, there is a demand. Uh, we do know that there is literally in uh, the amount of uh, kidney um, recipients uh, that's over... A hundred waiting for kidney transplant, and many a times uh, when they do it through the black market, uh, there is no guarantee. So people take the chance, and some never make it. Um, there is quite a few videos on that on YouTube. People, I do recommend you to go and look at them, and you'll be surprised to see how this illicit trade and how is it happening and what is happening. Uh, there's, uh, there's quite a few articles online. Uh, which you can also investigate further and you can start connecting dots. And when you start connecting dots and look at what is happening currently in Palestine, uh, what is happening where you have children being abducted when they are still five years old, six years old, uh, uh, um, they are uh, uh, accused of uh, throwing stones, uh, they are accused of pointing fingers at the soldiers. Uh, that, and you must understand, uh, the trade, is mostly in men and not in women. I'll repeat that. The trade is mostly in men, not women. They don't. They're not looking for women organ harvesting. They're looking for male organ harvesting. That's the the, the trade. And uh, and if you if that trade uh, booms, what happens then uh, to the population? It actually destroys the population of that area. And that is what is happening now in Palestine. They are doing a uh, not only ethnic cleansing by a bombing, but ethnic cleansing uh, through genetics and eth ethnic cleansing through gentrification. Uh, they, they, uh, they, uh, the tactics they are using is because, as a family member told me today, they are jealous. They are so envious and jealous of the Palestinian they want to claim everything from a Palestinian so that they can be called Israeli. But you, uh, if you look at that and looking, but subhanAllah, you, you call yourself Semitic, but you don't have any, uh, any connection to the Semites. Uh, maybe a distant a thousand years ago, you, uh, your, your, uh, your four, 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 four fathers, uh, uh, maybe 20 generations ago. Uh, so your blood's no more pure. So that's why they're looking for the Palestinians because they are purebloods. And that is the situation that we're sitting with now. We're having these evil, sadistic people that wants to claim the land of Palestine to be their own. Uncle Shabbat? 
Well, you know, brilliant indeed. Uh, you I really have, uh, you know, put us in the picture. But, you know, going back to stem cells, and as you, you know, uh, I noticed that it has evolved uh, to such an extent where they have uh, stem cells, uh, skin care products, and so forth. Uh, you know, so uh, if, if you talk to uh, a dermatologists, they will talk about a derma store, and they have different types of uh, products on the market. But, uh, you know, before we get to these uh, uh, products, I also believe uh, for stem cells, they may have a family bank for stem cells. Uh, do you know anything about that, uh, Yusuf? Yes, uh, Uncle Shafat, when you look at the stem cells, they usually use it from the individual itself or from a family member. That uh, Similar to the bone marrow, you need to have, um, the donor needs to be have a close relationship because uh, it needs to have certain uh, uh, key points and characters that, uh, that matches with the uh, recipient. Uh, so they can't just use any donor, so you have to match. And that's uh, uh, also with the stem cell. But with the stem cell, they can still ma uh, manipulate it and reprogram it. So uh, uh, that is something different to bone marrow, and that's so unique about stem cell. Now, with the stem cell, using skin stem cells, um, uh, as I said, with the Palestinians, um, they, uh, their skin and their blood is much more, how can I say, pure. So uh, uh, they have a, uh, a better regenerative properties than most of the population throughout the world. So for that, um, uh, they, uh, they have an opportunity to uh, create um, breakthroughs in uh, cancer, um, help with uh, various different uh, type of uh, organ uh, damage uh, or organ harvesting that, uh, was, uh, that they can use a stem cell to recreate new organs. And that is what they are currently busy with and have done uh, using um, uh, epi uh, epi epidermal uh, stem cells by um, recreating it. And uh, um, there's a, a, a unique process which they have done and they have regrown organs using that uh, uh, epidermal stem cells. So that's the, uh, it's, uh, it's cutting edge technology. It's really, it's mind boggling what can be done. They have literally uh, broken the, um, the, the, how can I say, uh, the genome, which was the, uh, the, the one factor which they couldn't, they couldn't understand how to, the, uh, uh, to do what Allah does or recreate Allah's, um, uh, how can I say, uh, miracle. Um, but they're doing it so sadistically and so evil, subhanAllah. Uh, therefore, we call, uh, I, I, when I look at that, I say Hezbo Shaitan, because they want to show that they are, they are the pure bloods of Shaitan. And literally, they are performing evil things, uh, uh, or should I say, doing good things, but coming from evil um, uh, sources uh, makes the whole whole idea evil. So uh, I had a lot of uh, agents that have contacted me over the past few years that wanted me to participate in stem cell and especially with uh, uh, reselling uh, stem cell um, uh, products, which has great potential. When I do, when I did my investigation, that was many years ago. So I'm talk, uh, this investigation that I've, I'm 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 speaking about is over five ten years old already. So um, but going and I'm updating it constantly because I got the last call this week that oh, somebody uh, said, look here, um, there's a breakthrough in America that they have the best stem cells now, which they can use a patch and they can put it on. When I went to further investigation, it comes back to Israel. So I tell them, look here, uh, I, I don't want nothing to do with it. Don't pitch me or give me an idea of stem cell because Allah has greater uh, opportunity and greater reward for those who ask Allah for assistance. You put, you ask Allah and Allah guides you and protect you, alhamdulillah. And that is my philosophy. No, it's quite amazing uh, you say that uh, because, uh, I mean, people are getting into, uh, you know, what do you call this, uh, herbal life, uh, a duck up, uh, you know, what, uh, it's got a special name, uh, it, it doesn't come to me, but uh, this is all these products are coming, and uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, they, they're marketing it very uh, 
vasofidusleetu. And then, uh, you know, you talk about uh, stem cell products and people asking, do they really work and can, uh, can stem cells uh, really cure? And according to the information you gave, uh, gave uh, these things are working at a very optimum level. But the intention behind it and, they, and it has fallen into the hands of people uh, that are, you know, the intentions are not pure at all. It is uh, like uh, the duping mankind. And, you know, the one of the things that Shaitan told uh, Adam and Eve of us that, yeah, you know, you're going to live forever. You, you're going to drink of, you know, the, the eternal fountain and so forth. So perhaps, you know, these people that come with the, uh, the uh, stem cell products are talking the same language, uh, Yusuf. Uncle Shafant, yes, I agree with you there. Um, the thing is uh, that... Uh, um, it put you like this, the, the technology, the innovation is sound, it is good. But um, uh, besides being ethical, uh, besides that, uh, uh, it doesn't have a 100% cure rate. It's not to say that a cancer patient takes this today and tomorrow is cured. No, 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 no. Uh, there's a lot of uh, um, investigation and uh, experimentation that needs to be done and it can be up to 20 years so um, it's uh, 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 they are uh, they are using technology by uh, reprogramming ep uh, epidermal skin, which we know our skin can regrow and it has a, 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 a it's a got a con it's in a controllable environment. Uh, and when you use it in that controlled environment, it, you get the results that you're looking for. Unlike with uh, embryonic stem cells. Now, with embryonic stem cells, it was mostly to do with uh, uh, newborns um, using the placenta and using the um, uh, uh, elements from uh, uh, the placenta, so the the uh, the, uh, the results wasn't uh, the same as with the sorry, I just had a, 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 a apologies for that. So having a, a, um, in that situation, there is a greater uh, reward uh, for um, epid uh, uh, skin um, uh, uh, skin grafting and using that that technology for uh, improving um, uh, uh, people's health and that is what is happening at the moment now the the factor uh, which I look at uh, especially uh, as I said I have got some good news um, for example uh, I've been busy with uh, clients for many years that uh, who are diabetic and uh, preventing amputation using all herbal organic treatment. And alhamdulillah, um, the latest breakthrough that I had with my treatment, uh, where I improved on it uh, by adding more herbs to it, um, to the point where uh, I'm busy with uh, patients where there's gangrene already set in. Now, when there's gangrene, that's nec uh, uh, necrotizing fasciitis, or should I say, the skin is dead. It's already eating away. It now, now, now becomes uh, septicemia. Now, the necrotizing moment that is happening there turns into gangrene. So what happens is those limbs, which is either the toes um, uh, or the fingers, and uh, some individuals I have seen, there was, uh, especially during COVID, the individuals whose fingers also became uh, um, uh, 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 necrotized, uh, who had gangrene even in their fingers. And when, you're, when it's gangrene, it is stone. Literally, there is no circulation there. It's dead. There is nothing there. And subhanAllah, uh, 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 this is something stem cells cannot do. And this is something that Allah can do. And literally, uh, the the treatment using uh, uh, what I have done, I am busy with uh, uh, not one, but about four different uh, patients at the current moment who have severe gangrene. And it's turning back into fish. And it is so wonderful to see because stem cell cannot do what they are doing, what uh, they claim they can do, and that is reverse necrotization and improve epithelial skin. And that is something which is unique to organics, uh, which uh, something in a laboratory cannot do. They can help 
fix maybe a cut, a wound. Uh, they can help a diabetic uh, uh, if they have a sore, if they have an ulcer, you have a cut. They can help fix that because a diabetic skin uh, doesn't uh, immediately fix because of the high sugar co concentration in the body. So uh, uh, it actually disturbs the um, epidermal stem cells to uh, regenerate and recover. It can't. It, it can only do that, but it cannot uh, um, change gangrene back into normal cells. It can't, unfortunately. But subhanallah, um, people want uh, want evidence. They can contact me. Uh, have information. I can share them uh, photos that of the the patients that I'm busy with. Um, it isn't a problem. But subhanallah, that is so unique. Uh, uh, compared to what is currently what is available there's nothing like that on the market and nowhere else in the world are they able to do something like this because when there is gangrene the doctors tell you cut and get rid of because that can result in septicemia septicemia that can lead to heart attack and death so uh, that's not something you cannot play with but subhanAllah, I'm, I was busy with clients that were in hospital and they never offered them amputation. And well, but alhamdulillah, having the good result where they are starting to move their toes again and uh, the, 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 the sight of them smiling again because they were worried they're going to lose not just their toes, not just their feet, but their whole leg because there was no circulation. Alhamdulillah, that's all good news. So looking at the situation as we're speaking about now with stem cells, stem cells, it has potential, but stem cells is limited in what it can do. Um, it, uh, they do say that it can help with uh, spine. Uh, they do say that it can help with uh, diabetes, cancer, various others. And I've been with clients that have went through stem cell therapy, and I'm not talking about one, over 50 I've been with who went through stem cell and they came to me and said it wasn't successful. So looking at the situation where we are now, um, it still has a long way to go. It's not to say it is a holy girl, it's the smoking gun and, uh, uh, and it is done. No, 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 no. SubhanAllah. Uh, all I'm saying is ask Allah. Allah will guide you, Allah will share you, uh, guide you to the right uh, opportunity to, to uh, receive what you should and which is good health and uh, good life, inshallah. I mean, and what you're always looking for is quality of life. And now nobody can tell you they can give you a long life. Only Allah gives life and only Allah will take life. So subhanAllah, when we talk about uh, uh, improving a person's condition, we're talking about the quality of life where they are happier, better than what they are, sick and ill uh, in bed. Uncle Shafat, your thoughts? No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking deeply about the body and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his perfection has created us perfect. But uh, we, you know, succumb uh, to our obesity and uh, we start going against our divine decree, our eating habits. And uh, perhaps, uh, you know, we get uh, caught up uh, by these Sajjali uh, for all the shaitanic forces giving you their power food, which you imbibe and you take. So the uh, body is uh, naturally poisoned. But if it got uh, you know, an ailment uh, by accident the body is very quick in uh, you know uh, in, in remedying that and uh, healing itself but uh, you know today if you talk about that you find that uh, people cannot be healed by you know not uh, by by uh, uh, the body taking over. Why is that so? Because is uh, is the environment so toxic, or the type of uh, material that taken uh, or imbibed by people, you know, both internally and uh, maybe f physically around us, we are surrounded by pollution and uh, uh, toxicity. Uh, Yusuf. Yes, Uncle Shavad, uh, good point. And uh, that is something that uh, is happening. It's called iatrogenic diseases. Iatrogenic diseases are diseases caused by over-the-counter medication. And many a times, uh, the toxicity that we are using because it's trying to regulate our system because we want to, we have an imbalance. It's either our cholesterol, our sugar, uh, our hormone imbalance or metabo metabolic uh, imbalance or heart imbalance. So uh, what you're using, you become dependent on O, uh, OCD, which is over-the-counter drugs. So if you're using over-the-counter drugs for a number of years and um, uh, for a period of time, um, 
your body becomes dependent on it and now your body starts uh, uh, starts withering away because of the dependency because it is de- detrimental to your health uh, those uh, OCDs are only meant for a, pe- uh, a limited period of time and you have individuals that have been using it for more than 20 or 30 years and now what happens is they are, have a problem with the kidneys uh, or their liver uh, at a certain time of, uh, of their life they're having now problems where um, uh, mobility issues or swelling or itching or having a various different uh, uh, symptoms uh, which is related to the medication that they are using. So definitely it's OCD that uh, uh, is responsible for 90% of deaths around the world and uh, that is uh, figures that you can easily uh, obtain from the World Health Organization uh, that OCD is responsible for that. So that's besides um, uh, the natural occurrences where we say okay, I'm trying to be in a healthy environment, I'm eating healthy, but even our healthy food is unhealthy. Uh, so uh, we're sitting with GMOs, we're sitting with uh, various different kinds of uh, fertilizers and pesticides that are used that is contaminated and uh, we're imbibing it. And uh, let alone uh, we're having a dirty lifestyle where we're eating all toxic foods or food that is toxic to our body. So we create an environment where our body cannot survive. And it's not possible for our, our body to um, to repair and heal itself because the toxicity levels are too high. So we create that. And uh, even though we think, but I eat healthy, I eat healthy, I eat my um, uh, uh, my various vegetables, and but uh, even your vegetables is contaminated. Um, so what do we do? What can we do? That's why uh, what I have done was uh, focus on uh, uh, improving blood, uh, your blood flow, which is the most important organ in the body, which is uh, it transports not only oxygenation but nourishment, but also um, regulates uh, from iron, the different iron levels, it cont- uh, uh, and also uh, determines um, and eradicates various threats. Uh, may it be um, environmental threats, may it be uh, viral bacterial, fungal, all the different type of threats. And that is what the blood does. And so making a treatment that focuses on the blood and improving blood health, uh, that is paramount because in order to get rid of all this toxins and dirt, uh, we need to detox. And many times people only think of a colon cleanse and just clear cleaning the colon, not realizing the, co- the, co- uh, the colon needs to be dirty. Uh, that's 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 a very interesting uh, statement there. Uh, it needs to be dirty because uh, our body needs good and bad bacteria, and it needs both to be in harmony. And if they're in harmony, and that there's homeostasis, automatically you you have a, a system that can um, not only uh, remove it needs bad bacteria to decompose food, and it needs good bacteria to, to counter the bad bacteria. So not only using the acidity, but using bacteria to decompose the food, using the uh, good bacteria to uh, extract um, healthy uh, enzymes and uh, improve the the body's ability to uh, use uh, um, uh, the photonutrients and phytonutrients in order for the body to survive. These are all important components which you find in the tummy. So um, looking at why are you trying to colon cleanse when you need to improve blood circulation. Your blood is dirty. Your blood is toxic. You are, you, you, your body is floating toxins around and easily flowing from one to the, to the other, uh, from one area, from an area that has low to an area where it is high or area where it is high to an area where it is low. So it depends on uh, what uh, um, you are transporting. And that's why the blood needs to be clean. And if the blood is clean, you are then transporting only healthy and improving organ organ health. And that is something we need to focus on. And that is something people don't because they are looking at the wrong things. Uh, Because I'm not feeling well, I go for a colon cleanse. If I, okay, if I maybe take just my ABC or if I just take my uh, uh, ginger and garlic, that is enough. No, that's not enough. Uh, That is why I designed this specific formula. 
Um, it's designed not only with uh, your vegetables, your roots, your herbs, your spices, uh, but it has in your mushrooms, it has in your berries, it has in um, various uh, leaves that is important for the body. The body needs uh, the, uh, uh, a bouquet of healthy ingredients. Now, when you do that, automatically you don't not only fixing the blood, but fixing damages that is inside the body that the body needs and can do. So when you ask the question, how can the body fix uh, when the body is uh, uh, unhealthy? It can't. Uh, it needs tools. It needs tools to fix. It's like uh, you're giving your body, for example, if you're going to give your body turmeric and saying, okay, uh, I'm, I'm taking turmeric every day. I take a tablespoon, uh, breakfast, lunch, and supper. You're going to have a problem with liver toxicity. And that call, they call that uh, turmeric um, uh, toxicity. And you can actually die from it. So having too much turmeric is a problem. But now having it in uh, with various other herbs that actually uh, uh, provide you uh, that uh, cleansing that is ne necessary, the healing that is necessary. So you're not getting your vitamin A or vitamin B, uh, B or vitamin B12 from one source. You're getting it from 12 or 20 different sources. Automatically, the body is using various other elements that's found in those um, uh, 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 components. Components, which is not only your amino acids, your iron, your, your vitamins. So you're getting more than just getting what you need. So that is what the body needs. And that is why I advocate and I tell people, colon cleanse is good. Go for it. Alhamdulillah. If it works for you, but just remember too much colon cleanse, you're stripping all the bacteria. You are creating greater problems for your body. So looking at how do you heal the body when the body needs help. So the, uh, uh, get away from all the toxicity, uh, get away from too much medication. The less you medication you have, the greater ability your body has to heal. Getting Eating the right food, sourcing your food from uh, reputable uh, uh, institutions, or you know that they, uh, this is uh, somebody I can tie myself to because I, he only sells um, uh, 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 organ fresh chicken, um, farm fresh chicken that he, uh, that I get, or my eggs is uh, 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 organic free. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, totally organic, uh, chemical free. So these are things that we need to invest in for a healthy lifestyle. So it doesn't only start with one Uncle Shafai. You need to look at the whole thing because when we look after this body, look after us. Allah has given us this amana. And this amana is a healthy body. And this amana is for us to carry on through for the rest of our life. The minute we neglect it, we will uh, face the consequences of ill health. So only way to overcome ill health is by looking well after the body. Uncle Shafat? Jazakallah for that, uh, Yusuf. And, uh, you know, whilst you talk, uh, once again, the question uh, is asked and posed in my mind, which is the most uh, difficult uh, organ transplant, uh, transplant to perform, uh, Yusuf? Well, subhanAllah, Kashafat, when you look at the organs, um, it was the liver. Uh, right, um, the liver uh, is very intricate. It has a more um, what's the name uh, 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 connections than all the others. Um, so therefore, when uh, we had the opportunity, it was Chris Barnard that uh, actually uh, pointed out that we had a, a African doctor um, that who did the first heart transport, not Chris Barnett, was an African doctor, I can't get to his name now, but he was also the one that did the first um, liver transplant. And he said, I can't do that. That was Chris Barnett, he said, I can't do that. But this man can do even the liver transplant. So um, looking at the organs, uh, I would say the liver, and what supersedes the liver is the thym uh, thymus gland, which is so difficult to come to, and that's behind the heart, and uh, um, it's difficult uh, because uh, you can easily damage the heart. Therefore, uh, patients with uh, thymoma cancer um, that are also treating, they cannot go through radiation. They can't get um, uh, uh, radi uh, radiation or chemo um, because they have a greater risk of having heart failure. So uh, between the two, it is a, a thymoma and uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, thymoma, 
no. Um, uh, it was thymoma, uh, cancer. Uh, that uh, that that I would say that's the uh, the worst that I've been busy with. But Subhanallah, I've been busy with liver patients, and I've seen extremely extremely good results with liver patients. So we're using my treatment. Angushafat. Well, I tell you, so far, a great evening in your company, as usual. A lot of information coming through. Uh, bless you for that. Have your parting words before we end off. Subhanallah. This is trying times that we are in. It is time for du'as. We must make du'a for our brothers and sisters in Palestine because they're awakening the world. They're awakening the world to Islam and also the inhumanity that has infested us. The inhumanity where we see evil, we see uh, ugliness, we see death and destruction, and we're not helping and we're not making a difference. And it's for us to say tomorrow, uh, make dua and say, not, uh, we need to make a difference and stand up and say, what can I do? And not only giving money to uh, the various aid organizations, we must do more. We can do more. But do the best that you can do. That is all I make dua for, that each individual grabs the mantle and saying, if, even if I must just carry the flag of Islam, either carry that flag of hope, carry that flag of, uh, um, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, uh, love and hope for the Palestinians. Alhamdulillah, you have served the purpose. So may Allah guide us and protect us, and may we all have that purpose and fulfill our purpose, which is our destiny. And that is what Allah has sent us on this dunya for, a destiny. So may Allah make it easy for each and everyone. Khair and barakah to each and everyone. Have a wonderful evening further, inshallah. And if you would like to get hold of me, you know how to. You can WhatsApp me, 081-515-668. I'm Yusuf Mali from Cape Town, and I say shukran and Shafat for you for a wonderful show, and uh, may you have a, um, a good night to this, and all the best until we chat again soon. From Yusuf Mali, ma'as-salama, ila al-iqa. Ya wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our Yusuf uh, Mali there, and inshallah, du'as also reciprocal. Time for us to go for the Isha Zan, and inshallah, we will continue after that.